Coach Helen for UFIT Studio. Uh, we're going live around. Uh, according to your sweet tooth troubles, um, and we'll talk around it a little bit, um, just where it comes from, just uh, why some of us are just have that drawing or craving towards it. Um, some theories which I can kind of understand a little bit as to why we do. Um, and I'm not, his I'm not going to go into deep history of it because, you know, just a general uh, overview of how sugar has changed throughout, um, about around in life actually, and how it's it's now um, pretty much everywhere, um, and it's likened to be one of the uh, the one of the things that most people are hooked on over anything else, uh, because they don't really they're not really aware that it's in their food or their drink etc, and can be a little sneaky ninja like I've talked about before. Uh, you have your sneaking ninja, sugar is definitely a, a, a sneaking ninja and um, there's certain things actually as I'll reference as I go through this um, uh, because there is some clients work with us, there are some things they definitively do notice uh, when they start to change their dietary choices and what happens when it comes to sugar and things like that, like where it changes, um, what happens, uh, what they generally start to see uh, and I mean I don't think there's a, a, a I can only go through experience from working with clients, um, what's happening when kind of their taste around sugar changes and why it's happening, etc. So that's what we go through. And also just then some, as always, so I said the other day, some hows. We'll have a good how. So how to um, start to notice your own uh, behaviours with sugar, um, where um, you can start to, to take notice of it. And, and I, I, trust me, I've got one coming up next week where I have so much sugar to show you, you won't know what to do with it all. I mean, I've got to go. I've got to go shopping. I'll probably have to go tonight, actually. God help! I think the, I think the checkout person is going to think there's something wrong with the amount of stuff I'm about to buy with with sugar in it. But we'll see. So stay tuned for that one over the next few days, where I'll start banging around loads of sugar. It's going to have to go on the bin. Or someone's going to get, like I said the other day, someone's going to get an early selection box for Christmas with all the, all those chocolates in it that I'm getting rid of. So, okay, I love this as a saying when it comes to sugar. Do you else have this uh, spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down? Ah, oh, love it. I'm not going to sing that. Let's not do that to anybody. Nobody needs to see or hear that. Um, however, a spoonful of sugar um, makes the medicine go down is yet um, one of those sayings that uh, everything is made better uh, or nicer or just generally all right uh, through sugar. And it's kind of culturally infused in a lot of uh, situations as in um, anything that involves uh, usually some degree of a pleasurable experience uh, for some people they will see that and, and actually live that as um, actually sugar does make everything better um, and there is actually there is a uh, there is a theory I'll call it a theory in that um, generally speaking as as hu I'll say humanoids I don't think that's the right terminology as people will say um, we are there's some argument to say that the reason why we're drawn to uh, sugar um, from a way back when, let's not put dates on it. I'm not one of those historians. However, generally we would avoid bitter foods or tastes because they were generally likened to have poison in them. And so uh, if you think of like berries and things like that, generally the taste was a signify that those were safe foods, etc. which is why actually chocolate doesn't grow on trees. So that, that's not make that argument. However, <laughs> generally speaking, when it comes to taste and taste sensation, um, we are built to be drawn more towards the sweet flavouring that's naturally in the environment because they were deemed to be safe and edible and 
thoroughly okay as opposed to bitter tastes which were a sign of poison or poisonous foods or, or foods that can be digested easily um so yeah that is that is a theory as to why as i said uh, dairy milk or any other chocolate actually all others are available does not grow on trees uh therefore um we, what we used to get, as as you see while going with this, is is quite you get sugar from quite natural sources. So you get like rice, uh, wheat, corn, potatoes, um, even pasta kind of developed as a source of actually food uh, food sources where we'd get sugar from because all those do actually break down into sugar, not just the naturally growing fruits that are available around about if you go very picking and such, if you still go wild. Um, but what happened is it actually got into processed sugar. We loved a bit of processed sugar because it went into processed food. Um, and there was a definitive change from processing raw sugar and just adding it into the processed food. Um, and that was a massive game changer in terms of um, how we consume sugar uh, within our diets. Um, that entire period of time, those few decades, did did bring it into a hell of a lot of stuff. Uh, not only that, we also went into the phase of, uh, if anybody remembers this, the low fat. It's still there, actually, uh, to be fair. The the generation of low fat, uh, where low fat uh, did mean low fat and low taste uh, for some people. And the lack of uh, the lack of low taste meant that, that people, uh, or manufacturers, shall we say, uh, or food companies would add more sugar into low fat foods to still make them tasty or want or encourage people to still want to eat them. And the things about processed food with sugar, generally high in uh, trans fats uh, in, um, oh, what's the word? We'll just say crap. We'll just call it what it is. However, um, it, it's led into a whole generation of uh, people uh, who actually don't have much understanding or knowledge around uh, sugar when it comes to their food or even where to um, check to look for sugar content and what that actually means uh, if you are one of my clients and I know Sam used to get really irritated at me doing this because I do it quite a lot at one point just because I mean it did get weirdly quite interesting um, so uh, there, if you start to look at um, some sugar uh, you'll find there's all food packaging that sometimes the food packaging is not as straightforward as you think um, this is something we do regularly with clients. There's at least three or four times a week. A client will send me a picture of something. Um, and for example, I had a client last week who sent me a picture of a, a salad. Um, and she read, misread the food label as a salad of 267 calories and actually over 500. Because the label, if you had the minute little, if you got like, one of those loom things that I'm I look around my house like I have a loom in my house. However, <laughs> that's what it's called. We'll call it a spyglass. Because you need one of them sometimes to see the details on the food packaging for her to understand actually what she thought was 200 odd calories was actually 500. Um, and actually the sugar content in that salad was pretty high and it's mainly down to the dressing, to be fair. Um, so they're not straightforward when you're reading food packets and that doesn't help the situation. Um, and, and if you are clients, by the way, you know you can throw pictures as well to tell you how to, to read them. It's not always as straightforward as you think. And it doesn't help sometimes that actually different um, different um, supermarkets or suppliers or whatever you want to call them, different companies either will label their food slightly differently. So some will say whole packet contains X amount of grams of sugar 
or half packet contain X amount. So the habit I got into, which used to irritate Sam, I think it still does, is that I would actually work out by the grams uh, how many teaspoons of sugar that would um, actually translate into. <sighs> because this is the thing about sugar, when we're finding it in processed food, um, if I said to somebody, how many grams is this? It actually has no context, is there? Because we don't often carry around some scales and go, well, hang on a minute, Helen. Yeah, let me get let me get some context of this. Let me get some uh, let me get a teaspoon out and start to to ladle sugar onto some scales, and I can see visually what I'm eating in this meal or what might be in this processed food, for example. However, it's fascinating when you do do it. Just saying, there's plenty of online converters out there which I've used plenty of. I have a favourite, obviously. Um, However, you put your grams of sugar in and it'll tell you how much that equates to in teaspoons of sugar. Now, one particular client, we remain nameless, obviously, um, from years ago, uh, we went over how many teaspoons of sugar this client was actually having throughout a given one day. Um, and get ready for this. And this is unknown to the client because he thought she was really eating healthy. 18 teaspoons of sugar. 18. Now, if I put a, this is so bad my desk is, if I had a mug of, mug of water and put 18 teaspoons of sugar into that and said, uh, let's have a cup of tea, I don't think many people would get through the first sip of that because it'd be overpoweringly sweet. Um, however, uh, in reality, that wasn't, it's always an extreme case, right? She was an extreme case. Oh, because she was completely unknown that she was consuming this much sugar, and that was the impact uh, in terms of calories or or just hidden calories as well. Um, and that's one of the things that happens often. We uh, are not looking necessarily for those kind of elements in what looks like a low fat meal or a low fat um, item, and therefore, without us even knowing it, we're consuming a high amount of sugar. Um, there was a fascinating. I hope it's still on BBC Catch Up. There's a fascinating, there was a fascinating documentary. Um, I can't even remember the name of it now. Based on sugar, there was a series of three, and I think it was last year or the year before. Um, and actually, he did a lot of um, a lot of this visually. And uh, the gentleman in question even asked client, like clients, asked people on the street, right, how much is in this as a drink, as a fruit juice, sugar as opposed to this. Um, and what you think is, is has more sugar and everybody went for the, the coke and it turned out it was the the smoothie we'll say smoothie let's not get names involved again however uh, it's a sign of where sometimes we are misled by some products that they're healthier and uh, when actually you can take for example a, a small pot of fruit like that a little fruit juice and get in and they show them how I did it as well like something insane like picking 12 oranges compressed down with all the pulp removed but all of that uh, natural sugar which is all right natural sugar is all, all okay however uh, condensing it down uh, here's where again you can uh, unknowingly uh, walk into a diet or a nutritional situation where your sugar is very very high without you knowing now um, I'm going to go into some things that people notice when they work with us about, about this particular element of, um, of nutrition and when they're looking at diets Firstly, I talked about where you can um, find really hidden stuff and people think they are um, eating healthily, except actually the healthy choices still have a higher amount of sugar. Um, 
and have given some tips on how to find that and where to get a visual of that. It's always uh, interesting to see a client's face when they go, that had te six teaspoons of sugar in, did you know that? Like, <gasps> you're welcome. Uh, so, <laughs> other things that, that, that generally notice. Now, um, one of the things we aim for when we start working with a client, um, and this might seem common sense, however, it's not always the case, is a gradual movement away from more processed food and towards, uh, this is a terminology, whole food, okay? So actually regressing back the timeline I talked about where we go to processed foods for nutrition and back into um, more stuff that we can find naturally, um, so like fruits and stuff that we would have found. I'm not, I'm not asking to go out in caveman material or anything like that. Just, just to move away progressively and slowly away from processed food. And actually the fascinating thing is that the um, clients I've worked with will always come back at some point and comment about, um, there was one just Thursday last week where uh, I saw a client about sugar in tea and coffee. And she said that her other half accidentally made her um, I think that, yeah, that he normally has a sugar and he put it in the wrong one, in the wrong mug by accident and she took one sip and she said she felt her whole face kind of go Ugh! because those listening, I'm sorry I made a face and <laughs> however um, her taste buds over a period of three weeks, three to four weeks has started to change and that's a very common um, comment we get from clients, like how actually they um, may have diets full of consciously high processed sugar foods like junk food etc or sweets and chocolate whatever it is um as well as some processed from that rather than, than drastically slowly move away from that actually start to change and inevitably right inevitably and i do encourage this by the way not just for this outcome because i do think it's actually part of the standard lifestyle to enjoy some food now and again that you actually you do enjoy um i'll say to quite like literally let's you know as a treat let's build some stuff into your diet so you get a good balance of, of food on that range if ice cream okay cool chocolate okay
and actually exchange somewhere else for other uh, deemed healthier or low um, low sugar or, or low fat foods, which is actually high in sugar. So uh, conversely, actually, you go through a process of flipping over um, sugar. And lots of clients will also say, you know, my sugar, my, my sweet tooth seems to have, I don't know where it's gone. I don't have it as much. Uh, it takes some time uh, and some dedication. Guess really does um so and that's why we like it in our foods without us even realizing it makes everything taste nicer um hence why she made this sugar song um as i said we we way back when uh are we naturally instinctively uh veer away from bitter foods because they were um, usually poisonous and actually went towards sweet foods like berries and stuff that you can see naturally growing still now because those are the things that, that we instinctively knew that we could eat and would be dangerous for us. Uh, now, that being said, I said chocolate bars do not grow on trees. And so we don't have the same reason to be doing it now. We're doing it for other reasons. So initially, obviously, uh, we did go for low GI foods, etc. It was part of staple food. However, the, the, um, um, <laughs> What's the word? Arrival? That's the word I'll use. The arrival of processed food meant also the uh, arrival of processed sugar in food, um, along with a heap of other stuff uh, that makes them very, very moorish and we like them very much.
the cost of that was a lot of hidden sugar and then add in the low fat uh, period of time which I don't know when that was I do remember it quite strongly uh, we then had the result of sugar being in lots and lots of foods everywhere all over the place without us even knowing it was there uh, and the result is a lot of people with uh, sugar highs and lows um, thinking they're choosing healthy foods because Levels of healthy. However, when you get down to it, they are consuming and over-consuming on their calories when it comes to sugar. So, uh, I talked about some packaging, packaging, ding, 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 packaging. Uh, start to, to become aware of this stuff. Start to have a look at it. Not just the calories, but the 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 what's in these foods. Often, when you're going, if you are for processed foods, because sometimes the thing right next to it is is just as great in terms of calories and may have a less sugar content, and that that can actually be better for you. Um, then again, going back to the natural whole earth foods that have a low GI, won't try and say it again. Uh, so things like uh, beans, lentils, pulses, uh, brown rice, all of that is really good uh, in terms of a lower GI and a slower energy release and therefore uh, a lower sugar uh, release as well, which is always beneficial. And please, for the love of God, do not cut out sugar entirely because, you know, it still makes medicine go down and helps us all at least at some point during our lives. Um, Right, uh, I think it's taking a break tomorrow. Not taking a break, literally, it's about taking a break. Uh, so that is at five o'clock tomorrow. Uh, for now, have a fantastic evening. And I apologise if I've uh, <laughs> given you too many songs in your head in the meantime. Uh, and I will catch you tomorrow.